Today's lesson is integrity and loyalty. Uh, integrity, the Hebrew definition, which is Tom, that's the way it is in Hebrew spelled, it's completeness, figuratively speaking, it's prosperity, moral uprightness, innocence, and perfection. The New International Dictionary says uprightness of character, honesty, soundness, completeness. The synonyms, synonyms are fidelity, justice, virtue and worth. Uh, although we're going to be looking at integrity and loyalty, um, I need to uh, make uh, this statement that we're going to go, faithfulness is from the heart. We're going to see how loyalty is also from the heart and it's it goes from the motives and it, it's a deeper uh, insight to faithfulness or deep, if that's a good way to put it, but we'll get into that. Uh, here it says in the New International Dictionary, it says uprightness of character. We're talking about integrity, honesty. The opposite of that honesty would be deceit. You know, um, uh, faithfulness is trustworthy. You know, we read the scripture, Proverbs fourteen five last week. A faithful witness will not lie. And integrity is honest. It's uprightness of character. And the opposite of that would be uh, deceit or it would be a hypocrite. Uh, we have a good missionary friend that has a little girl, and uh, she was uh, she has a, a really a really sweet tooth, and she was uh, they had asked her to pray, or she wanted to pray at the mill, and she prayed and thanked the Lord for the mill, and she said, "And Lord, I thank you that you have delivered me from chocolate." Well, her mom and dad were just amazed; they didn't realize it, but they were very thankful because she did have a really good chocolate tooth you know, sweet tooth, and uh, later on, uh, when they, I guess right before she went to bed, or she was upstairs playing later after supper, and one of the parents walked in and found her eating chocolate, and, and the daddy tells us, the little hypocrite, what was it, she was, she was acting like, or trying to come across as something that she wasn't, you know, so it's a, it's a real cute story, although it does show a little sign of uh, um, the little the little girl being uh, deceitful and being even hypocritical, but so it's obviously honesty is the opposite of that. Uh, it means uh, synonyms here. It says fidelity, justice, virtue, and worth. You know uh, something that's worth it, uh, worth something, or it's a value uh, has respected to it. Now respect is earned. You know it has to be from the being pure and honest and. It has worth. In Acts chapter 10, Cornelius, who's a devout man, uh, uh, Acts chapter 10 verse 2 says that he was a devout man and one that feared God with all his house, which gave much alms to the people and prayed to God always. He had respect. He had worth uh, towards God. And, um, you know, he was a devout man. He was a devoted man. And because he did, uh, read verse uh, the end of verse 4, Thy prayers and thine alms are come up for a memorial before God. Because he, he respected God and gave respect to God. So, because, you know, that having worth, he had a heart of integrity. Loyal in the New International Dictionary means being true allegiance to constituted authority. Um, you know, a person can be faithful but not loyal. Uh, profess, uh, pr number two, professing or indic indicative of a faithful devotion. And it's, uh, you know, 
you can be faithful in action, but not loyal in heart. And we're, we're going to get into that. It it almost seems like, and it will at times, that we're almost contradicting what we taught about faithfulness being from the heart. But see, faithfulness is keeping your word. And integrity is important in keeping your word. Integrity is being. You know, it's, it's just a way you are. It's being honest. Uh, loyalty, uh, new... International Dictionary is devoted, allegiance, uh, synonyms, synonyms is fidelity, allegiance. Loyalty goes beyond action. Loyalty is a devotion from the heart. Uh, yes, faithfulness is from the heart, but loyalty goes into it. Let me give you an example. We, were, um, we sat under the ministry of a, a minister several years ago, and, and I'm not talking about here, here at the church, Talking about another minister that we would go to conferences and such with uh, to hear and stuff. And we were faithful to go to these conferences. It was a thing that we did from the heart. It was an action thing. And the the minister was anointed of God. And he taught us a lot in the word about prosperity. And, and um, you know, you can have the things of God. Uh, no one is exempt. Only those that believe God can have those things because a lot of times the devil comes and deceives us in believing that we're, not, we're the only ones that aren't supposed to prosper or, or whatever. Uh, we got to keep them humble. Well, you can have, you know, I know some, I met one of the richest men I've ever met, and yet he just, he was, uh, so humble he just had a heart of humility and it was you know so uh, humility is not whether you have uh, riches or not riches uh, humility is a is an attitude of the heart but anyway we were as i said we were faithful to go to these conferences and in several years and we learned a lot and um uh we then things got busy and so we weren't able to go uh, and he stopped having the kind of conferences that we were having as for pastors. But our hearts remained loyal to him. Now, our action was in going to these conferences and stuff. So faithful with action, but loyal in our commitment. Uh, you know, we, were, we still remained loyal to him. We were faithful as long as he was on the word and as long as he was following Christ. You know, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. But when this particular um, minister began not to follow Christ, uh, we're still loyal in our hearts in the sense of I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, begin to spread word rumor around him. I don't know all the circumstances. I know what the news said about him and stuff. But what I do know is what he did to us. And I am loyal to him and how he impacted and affected our lives. Now, at the same time, let this be a lesson. When a minister or anyone, you know, uh, falls, that should not that should not be a stumbling block to us. What am I saying? Yes, we follow them. Yes, we have have loyalty towards them. But if they get off the course, no use us both falling in the ditch. Uh, we're we're to, to try to pray them back into place or, you know, pray for them. But we're not to, supposed to go. We're not supposed to fall out and, you know, we're blame them. And, and if they'd have kept on with God, we'd have. No, our loyalty is, is number one to righteousness, to God. You know, so uh, if he did go off, I know that he did go through some things in his personal life and stuff that that don't add up to the word of God. But uh, our hearts are loyal to what he impact, how he impacted our lives. And there was a time when the the, the news media had him. Uh, 
you know, all negative, all negative and everything. And then, of course, I had someone that would always confront me about, did you hear what he did, and da-da-da. And all I'd say, well, I know that's not the man of God that I knew. That's not the man of God that I know of. That's not the man of God that impacted our lives. See, so I'm loyal uh, to what he impacted into our lives. Um, and um, so you can see there's there's some difference there. And so that's, what, that's where we're headed. By no means am I disqualifying faithfulness of what we just taught in the last lesson. However, we're going to go into a deeper thing and see the difference how faithfulness works in one hand and loyalty in another. They work together, and yet one is, is, is um, deeper, and yet they're intertwined. And we'll look at that. Uh, number two here in your outline, integrity and loyalty. A, integrity is a character quality towards yourself and God. Integrity is a character quality towards yourself and God. Uh, even if, in other words, even if someone else doesn't know it, you and God do. You know, there's some things that God, uh, well, the simplest, one of the simplest examples I can give is God dealt with Pastor Ronnie not to, not to drink sugar in his tea because years and years ago he was drinking, uh, I mean, he'd go through a five uh, pound bag of sugar uh, in his tea basically by himself. And God began to deal with him not to drink any sugar in his tea. Now, is it sin for for a person to drink sugar in their tea? No, I cannot say that. Uh, it doesn't, you know, say that it's sin. However, because God has dealt with Pastor Ronnie, it would be sin for Pastor Ronnie to go fix him a glass of tea and put sugar in it. Uh, does that mean he can never drink sugar if we were to go to somebody's house and they didn't know and they put sugar in his tea? No, that doesn't mean that. He would not want to offend someone. However, for him just to say, I want sugar in my tea, uh, he would not have integrity towards God. See, even if no one else knew it, because God dealt with him, it, it's, it's, you know, it's a, a, a quality towards himself and God. Him and God know it. See, in, integrity will help you in your motives. It'll help you to keep keep your motives right. Loyalty is a character. Excuse me. Loyalty is a character quality from yourself to someone else. Remember, uh, integrity is between you and God. Loyalty is between you and someone else. Just as I mentioned that minister earlier, we were loyal to that minister. Uh, the key word for integrity is upright. Uprightness. The key word for integrity is uprightness. If you're upright before God, then you can be devoted to someone else. You know, if you're not, if you got your uh, your integrity, if you're upright, if you're if you're not right before God, it's going to be hard for you to maintain a, a right on a lower level, which is the, is the the carnal level. So our uprightness needs to, the integrity is our uprightness. The key word for loyalty is devotion. Devotion. The key word for loyalty is devotion. The key word for loyalty is devotion. And number one here, devotion, uh, we're going to um, um, define it in the New International Dictionary. So number one is devotion. A, it's a strong attachment or affection expressing itself in earnest service. Uh, B, synonyms are fidelity. Notice that word keeps coming up in all of these um, loyalty, faithfulness, 
Okay, uh, synonyms are fidelity, attachment, allegiance, love, enthusiasm, and zeal. And zeal. A devotion is a zeal. Uh, you know, I'm devoted to my grandbaby. I have such a zeal. At this time, I only have one, so that's why I say grandbaby. But I have such a zeal towards my grandbaby. It's an enthusiasm. It's, it's, I'm devoted to my grandchild. See, so um, faithfulness can feed loyalty, but it doesn't have to. Okay? Uh, if and when loyalty begins to fade, it will eventually aff uh, affect your faithfulness. You know, when loyalty uh, begins to fade, it's going, when that devotion begins to fade, it's going to affect your faithfulness. God is faithful to His Word, but He's loyal to you. God is faithful to His Word, but He is loyal to you. In other words, we, we call forth upon His Word for healing. He's faithful to watch over His Word to perform it, the Bible tells us. God is faithful to His Word, but He's loyal to you. Now, what's the difference? It, the loyalty here goes, goes like this. No matter what we do wrong, no matter what we do wrong, He still loves us. He's still committed to us. You know, um, he 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 um, he loves us. He he's loyal to us. He's committed to us. Now he's faithful to his word. He's not uh, loyalty doesn't cause you to to do wrong. In other words, he's not going to change his word to help us. He's loyal and committed to help us. But it's through the faithfulness of his word. His word is not going to change. See, but no matter whether, you know, we change, you know, up and down, in and out all the time. But uh, his word, his loyalty to us, he's always committed to help us, to keep us out. It's us who are, you know, the Bible tells you to work out your own salvation. It's us or your own deliverance. What's he saying? Get the word, work it in you, you know. Um, let the word work in you because he's committed to, to bring us out. But we've got to work on that, you know, like the phone rings, somebody calls, you got to answer it. Okay, that's basically what I'm saying. So, um, let's read some words. Uh, wisdom of integrity. Number three, wisdom of integrity. Proverbs 19.1 says, Better is the poor that walketh in his integrity than that he that is perverse in his lips and is, in, is a fool. It's, it'd be better for you to be uh, um, a poor person with integrity than a rich person or, you know, one that's perverse in his lips. The message translation puts it this way. Better to be poor and honest than a rich person no one can trust. Have you ever seen a person that has money and you couldn't trust them? And that's not to say that every person uh, that has money can't be trusted. I've also seen poor people that can't be trusted. But it's better to be poor and honest than a rich person that no one can trust. The Amplified puts it this way. Better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is perverse in his speech and is a self-confident fool. You know, so, you know, if you're going to be rich and, and a self-confident fool, perverse in your lips, that's what you are, a self-confident fool. Proverbs 20, verse 7 said, The just man walketh in his integrity. His children are blessed after him. The message translation here tells us, God loyal people living honest lives make it easier for their children. Uh, yeah, because of what, what that integrity, that loyalty to God is going to uh, uh, set the stage for your children. 
so that they can walk in uprightness. They can walk in loyal, uh, uh, being loyal to God. The Amplified puts it this way. The righteous man walks in his integrity. Blessed, happy, fortunate, enviable are his children after him. Why? Because they're blessed of God. Because, because this man walks in his integrity. So his, his children are happy. And, and, and people envy him, in other words. Okay? Proverbs 11.3 says, The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the perverseness of transgressors shall destroy them. The integrity of the upright shall guide them. It's going to keep you down the right path. Your integrity will keep you down the right path. Okay? Uh, the message translation puts it this way. The integrity of the honest keeps them on track. The deviousness of crooks, deviousness of crooks brings them to ruin. There's a payday for those that are in honesty and those that are, are crooked. And the crooked are ruined and the honest are kept on track. Those of integrity are kept on track. The Amplified puts it this way. The integrity of the upright shall guide them, but the willful uh, contrariness and crookedness of the treacherous shall destroy them. They're, they're going to be destroyed by their own, own way, by their own contrariness. Their own crookedness is going to cause them. And notice the Amplified puts it this way, the willful. They're doing this willful. They're doing it from the heart, you know, their own heart. And it's going to destroy them. So, you know, that right there would, should be enough for us to want to stay honest, right? So, uh, you know, so we, we can see here how, how you know, it's important that we have integrity of heart. You know, let me, let me say this right here, and it goes along with this faithfulness of God keeping His Word and loyalty to us. Faithful, uh, let me give you an example here. Faithful players show up, but loyal players win the game. Faithful players do what, they go through the motions, they do what they have to. But the loyal, their heart is into it to, to give their very best to the point of winning. Faithfulness can, faithful here can, can be to the point of just doing what they have to do. But loyalty is doing everything it takes. Can you see the difference? So, you know, when you work with other people, sometimes they're going to come short. But loyalty will, will keep you going, will keep following. It'll, it'll go, you know, beyond their falls, but it'll, it'll keep going, okay? Loyalty is an attachment, in other words. You know, I'm, I'm loyal to, and, and, and uh, I mean, uh, I'm loyal to my husband. My husband, it doesn't matter who's with me, I'm loyal to him. A faithful person is, is faithful. Uh, they come home when they're expected, but they're not necessarily trustworthy in, in the sense of perhaps they're not loyal. In other words, I don't have to have my husband or someone else watching over me. I'm loyal to him. He can trust me in that aspect. I'm loyal, okay? Uh, uh, four here, faithful loyalty. Let's look at some of the difference here. Faithful people go to church. Loyal people come on time. Faithful people go to church. Loyal people come on time. You see that commitment there? You see that com commitment there? Faithful people do what is expected. Loyal people do beyond what is expected. They go that extra mile. They, go, they do uh, uh, beyond what's really expected of them. Faithful people pay their tithes. Loyal people give offering. Now, let me, let me say this here. You cannot give an offering until you've paid your tithes. 
because the tithe is the 10% that belongs to the Lord. So if you haven't paid that, anything you give still belongs to the Lord, even though it's a portion of the tithe. It's not considered honored as a tithe because it's not complete, but it's not also considered an offering. See, loyal people give offerings, okay? So, um, uh, you know, the faithful believe, you know, believe in tithing, but the loyal people pay their tithes or return their tithes. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Job. And before we read this, I want you to realize in, in or, you know, just bring back to your to your remembrance that the book of Job is the oldest book in the Bible. And um, the whole book of Job is based on, um, you know, has to do with integrity. Uh, realizing uh, Job does not have that opportunity that we have. Job does not know that there is a devil. You know, it's one thing to give, give um, you know, because one of the scriptures, and most people know, is blessed be the name of the Lord, God giveth and God taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord that Job had said. But uh, God's not a giver and a taker. A lot of that we do on ourselves, but realizing Job does not know there's a say that the devil exists. We need to understand that. Remember, the Bible says that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Job did not have that understanding. Job did not have that understanding. Uh, let's look at uh, Job chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, and we'll just read down to 1 through 9. Again, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan came along among them to present himself before the Lord. And the Lord said unto Satan, From whence cometh thou? And Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth, from walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Has thou considered my servant Job? And there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and upright man, one that feareth God and ensueth evil. And still he holdeth fast his integrity. What is he holding fast to? His integrity. Although thou movest me against him to destroy him without cause. And Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yea, all that a man hath will he give for his life. When it comes down to it, what was Satan was telling the Lord, yeah, let me get him down to, to, to uh, the flesh end, and he'll give up his integrity. But put forth thine hand now, and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will curse thee to, this, to your face. This is what Satan said. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, he is thine in thine hand, but save his life. So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord, and smote Job with sore boils, from the sole of his foot unto his crown. And he took him a pot shirt to scrape himself withal, and he sat down among the ashes. Now, he's, he's pretty sick. He's pretty, pretty miserable now. Now, listen to what his wife said. Then said his wife unto him, Dost thou still retain thine integrity? Curse God and die. What his wife was saying, you'd be better off just to give up your integrity, curse God and die, than to live in this state. This is what his, you know, what his wife um, wanted to say. Let's go ahead and read 10. It be said unto her, Thou speakest as one of the foolish women speaking. What? Shall we receive good at the hand of God, and shall we not receive evil? In all his, um, in all this did not Job sin with his lips. You know, he thought that that evil had come from the Lord. But now let me say, Satan was doing that to him. But he was not, he, now, man, you're talking about integrity. You know, here we are, a people that understand and know that there is a devil. And when the devil attacks us, 
I wonder how many have actually given up their integrity just to have relief. You know what I'm saying? But um, uh, Job here, having a misunderstanding, thinking that God was bringing the evil, and yet he still chose, he chose not to uh, give up his integrity. Not, you know, um, I'm telling you, the guy had something we got to learn from because... You know, he was willing. He even went through that, thanking God put it on him, yet he chose, hey, listen, I'm not going to just take the good. You know, we want the good, and when the good gets bad, we start cursing God. We do when say God's not, when we, you say, well, I don't curse God. Well, when we start saying, well, he's not doing anything, and this and that and the other, that sure isn't blessing God and thanking him. So what is it? Turn to Job chapter 27. Job chapter 27, verses 1 through uh, 8. Moreover, Job continued his parable and said, As God liveth, who hath taketh away my judgment, and the Almighty who hath vexed my soul, all the while my breath is in me, and the Spirit of God is in my nostrils. My lips shall not speak wickedness, nor my tongue utter deceit. Now, let me re recall, not only was attack on a physical body, he had lost all his family and cattle before this. You know, so so not only was it his physical body, but it was on his emotions that, that and through uh, Satan uh, attacking his family. And uh, so, you know, he's still not going to utter deceit. God forbid that I should justify you till I die will not remove my integrity from me. My righteousness I will hold fast and I will not let it go. My heart shall not reproach me so long as I live. Let my enemy be as the wicked, and he that riseth up against me as the unrighteous. For what is the hope of the hypocrite, though he hath gained, when he, God hath taken away his soul? Now let me, let me say this. When it says that God has not sinned, and he's still thinking that God has done this to him, what, he's, what, it, what it's saying is God, uh, Job didn't have a problem with his integrity. What he had a problem was with his, under, with, uh, with his understanding. He lacked understanding. Uh, you know, if you hang on to your integrity, though, God will bring you understanding. See, God brought him. God brought him understanding. God will bring you understanding. God turned around and blessed him more in his latter days than his beginnings. Why? For one thing, he never let go of his integrity. So, you know, anyone who does anything for God under the anointing, that anointing attracts attack. You know, we hate to hear that because, you know, when we want the anointing to, to and it is the burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. And not all, not all people have understanding. Not all people have integrity. And that anointing will attract attack. Why is that? So that we'll quit. So that we'll quit. Okay. So, uh, and all throughout Job, it's about integrity. And he was not going to get... Um, let go of his integrity. He chose not to let go of his integrity. Now turn to uh, Genesis chapter 20. Genesis chapter 20. Uh, beginning in verse 1, we're going to read about um, uh, some more integrity here. Verse 1, And Abraham... Uh, journeyed from thence toward the south country and dwelled between Kadesh and Shur, and sojourned in Gerar. And Abraham said of Sarah his wife, She is my sister, and Amalek, king of Gerar, sent and took Sarah. But God came to Amalek in a dream by night and said to him, Behold, 
Thou art but a dead man for the woman which thou hast taken, for she is a man's wife. That's pretty stout words, isn't it? But Amalek had not come near her, and he said, Lord, will thou slay also a righteous nation? Said he not unto me, She is my sister. And she even herself said, He is my brother. In the integrity of my heart and innocency of my hands have I done this. He was, he was completely honest, innocent, and, and he kept his integrity. And God said unto him in a dream, Yea, I know that thou did this in the integrity of thy heart. For I also withheld thee from sinning against me. Therefore suffered I thee not to touch her. God saw that it was because of the integrity of his heart because he had been lied to. But God also intervened so that, notice it said, so that you would not sin against me. Talking about God. Had he taken Sarah to be his wife, or he would have sinned against God. God intervened. Now therefore, verse 7, restore the man his wife, for he is a prophet, and he shall pay, uh, pray for thee, and thou shalt live. And if thou restore her not, know that thou shalt surely die, thou and all that are thine. Therefore, see Amalek had a choice. He wasn't going to force him to do anything, but he has a choice. Therefore Amalek rose early in the morning and called all his servants and told all these things in their ears, and the men were sore afraid. Then Amalek called Abraham and said unto him, What hast thou done unto us, and what have I offended thee that thou hast brought on me and my kingdom a great sin? Thou hast done deeds unto me that ought not to be done. And Amalek said unto Abraham, What sawest thou that thou hast done this thing? And Abraham said, Because I thought, Surely the fear of God is not in this place, and they will slay me for my wife's sake. He misjudged that place, didn't he? And yet, indeed, she is my sister. She is a daughter of my father, but not the daughter of my mother. And she became my wife. You know, partial truth is still a lie, okay? And it came to pass, when God caused me to wander from my father's house, that I said unto her, This is the kindness which thou shalt show unto me. At every place, whither we shall come, saith me, he is my brother. And Amalek took sheep and oxen, men servants, women servants, and gave them unto Abraham, and restored him Sarah his wife. And Amalek said, Behold, my land is before thee. Dwell where it pleaseth thee. And, they, and Sarah, he said, Behold, I have given thee thy brother a thousand pieces of silver. Behold, he is... To thee a covering of the eyes, and unto all that are with thee, and with all the other. Thus uh, she was reproved. So Abraham prayed unto God, and God healed Amalek and his wife and his maidservants, and they bare children. For the Lord had fast closed up all the wombs of the house of Amalek because of Sarah, Abraham's wife. God had some plans for Abraham, and Abraham was going to mess them up. Even though it was on his own hand, God did intervene. Now, King Amalek, because he, and, and that was part of, of his um, God intervention, because uh, King Amalek had a heart of integrity. Now, listen, um, he, uh, your integrity, your innocent, will protect you. You know, and King Amalek, his integrity protected him. If you do something wrong because of the lack of information, if he, if he, excuse me, if he would have done something, your integrity will protect you if you do something wrong because of the lack of information, okay? Now, because he was innocent at it, so it, it protected him. Amalek became loyal when he gave the cattle and etc. 
uh, to Abraham because God did not require it. God required that, that he restore Sarah, his wife, to him, but he did not require him to uh, give of his substance, of his maidservants, of his silver, and he even offered him his lamb. See, so he became law. He was law. He didn't want to let go of his integrity. And because of that, uh, now see, now he made a choice for, for his, not only his household to live, but for, they were able to multiply because, see, remember the last verse we read that uh, they had closed up the womb, the house of, of Amalek. But because God had Abraham to pray for him, um, it released him. Okay, so it opened it up. So your integrity will protect you even if you're misinformed. Conclusion here is, um, uh, we'll start the conclusion. I've got quite a bit left. But integrity is uprightness of heart. Integrity is uprightness of heart. Your integrity is uprightness of heart. You want to do right. You're doing everything that you can to do right because it's uprightness of heart. Integrity keeps motives pure. Integrity keeps motives pure. Hey, I want to go beyond, above and beyond. I'm gonna get my motive, my integrity is gonna keep my motive pure. You know, you can be, you can um, uh, be faithful to a to a, a a a church, but if you don't have integrity, you know, and faithfulness is in going and going. But if you don't have integrity, uh, your motives can become wrong, and it will uh, affect your loyalty. Loyalty is devotion to another. Loyalty is devotion to another. Devotion to another. Uh, 1 Corinthians 16.15 tells us that, that they were... A, let me read that. 1 Corinthians 15.16 says... Oh, if I find I got the wrong... Here. 1 Corinthians 15.16 says that ye submit yourselves unto such and to everyone that helpeth... Okay, I'm reading the wrong... The wrong... Um, Verse here, but he's talking talking about being. Oh, here it is, verse fifteen. I was reading verse sixteen. Okay, uh, I beseech you, brethren, you know the house of Stephanas that he that is, it is the first fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. They have addicted themselves. They have devoted themselves. You know, to do otherwise would be wrong. Because they've addicted themselves. Have you ever seen someone addicted to to um, dope or something? It's 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 a way of life. They're addictive. If they don't have it, they have withdrawals. They're addicted to the service. They're devoted. In other words, faithfulness is a commitment to an action. It does come from the heart, um, it, but it's but it's just to an action. Loyalty, it's spiritual. It's to a devotion. It's a devotion to something. Or someone. It represents me. You know, in other words, like faithful people will vacuum. A loyal people will remove the furniture and vacuum. Why? Because it's connected to me. Uh, I Once again, let me refer to that minister. I'm loyal to him. Pastor Ronnie and I are loyal to him because of the connection of the, the um, what he did, how he impacted our hearts. So we are loyal to him, okay? Integrity of heart affects the loyalty to another. When you when you begin to have your motives begin to be wrong, when you don't guard your heart, 
Bible tells us to guard our heart with, with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. Then, you know, it's going to affect the loyalty. But if you have that in, in integrity, it affects the loyalty to another. See, a person of integrity is not perfect. I'm not trying to say that they are perfect. But, but a hypocrite is one who knows they're not perfect but tries to act like it and tries to get everyone else to think they're perfect. Remember the little girl with the chocolate I talked about earlier? She knew she wasn't free from chocolate, but she was trying to act like it. So, well, it was a face that, no, it wasn't. She knew she was just trying to get by because she, if she, um, she was sneaking the chocolate when she did have it. Okay? Faithful is action, but not loyal in heart has caused a lot of church splits. Now, now let me get this. That's why it's important that you connect with the local body, that you get connected in, that you get loyal, that it becomes a part of you, that it becomes part of you. You become loyal. See, because if you're just faithful in action, but you're not loyal in heart, it does cause a lot of church plays. Why? Because your motives aren't right. People's motives, I don't want to say you, but people's motives aren't right. And that's what causes uh, uh, church splits because although they're connected, as far, they're faithful in coming, but they're not faithful or loyal. Uh, I want to uh, remind you uh, in reading in 1 Samuel uh, 18, 1 through 4, how David and Jonathan made a covenant together. And David was so loyal and that to that to Jonathan they were connected that even after his death, his loyalty did not cease. Uh, Jonathan's daddy, uh, Saul, was trying to kill David and, and, and Jonathan protected David. Now, when after Jonathan died, uh, he uh, Jonathan had had a son named Mephibosheth. Read Second Samuel uh, chapter nineteen. And uh, he became crippled because when they thought David was coming, his nursemaid picked him up and took off. Now, these are all my words, but, but please read. take time to read it. And he, she fell, and the little boy was crippled from, then, from that time forth. Well, David had thought that all the household of Jonathan was dead. But the moment he found out that he'd had a son, uh, he went to fulfill the covenant. His loyalty for Jonathan... Uh, remained even after Jonathan's death and he wanted to take care of the household of Jonathan so he went and honored Methabesheth and and took him in to take care of him for the rest of his life why because he had a covenant he was loyal unto Jonathan see the more integrity you have in God the more you can be loyal okay the more integrity you have in God the more you can be loyal. Uh, I was going to, um, I'm not going to read it, but I'll give you a story. Uh, there was a man that he was of a, a, a Jewish man, and he always made sure that his family was uh, showing you the, the, the big difference, the deeper d di difference between faithfulness and loyalty. Uh, he was a Jewish man, and he always made sure that his uh, family stayed in and, and went to the synagogues and his his son just idolized him practically just you know looked up to him and you know which was well but uh, and they lived in Germany well uh, some occurred that they had to move and so the community uh, that they moved to 
uh, they did not have a Jewish church, and they had a—I think it was a Lutheran church. In that in that Lutheran church, uh, that was the the center of the community. Everybody that was somebody went to that church, and so his daddy came home one day and said that he would—they um, were going to start going to the uh, Lutheran church. They were no longer going to go to the synagogue. And, you know, bewildered family, and they asked, uh, why, why was this? And this man said, because it's good for business. See, he was faithful to the synagogue in action, but not loyal to what they believe in, uh, in heart. Because when, when, the other, uh, when another religion, uh, another belief uh, system was better for business, he switched over. Well, this one action marked his son. And his son, as he began to go to school and, and he began to grow up and he began to study in the library, he began to write. And, and, and uh, he uh, had followers without the Lord. And his name was Karl Marx. He was the one who opened up the communist, uh, communism. So you see how that his the lack of his father's loyalty impacted his child. We need to remember that it will impact those around you, both positive and both negative. Uh, you know these books, the Armor Bearers, uh, one and two. Uh, that when you read that, Terry Nance, uh, he's an assistant pastor, and. Um, but he is loyal, you know. A lot of a lot of times, and I'm not saying this is wrong because sometimes it's right. But sometimes, perhaps that's all he's ever called to be. And what I mean by that is, you know, people might say, "Go start your own church." But if if God called him to be that, there's you know, and there's no second. You know, I heard one one associate say, "You know, I don't want to be a second man. I want to be the first man in charge." And as a result, he ended up being no one in charge. He fell flat of his face. Why? Because he couldn't be content where God had called him to be. But this guy here, uh, Terry Nance, this Arthur here, uh, he's an associate pastor, knows that's where God called him, but yet he's head of missions. He wrote two books, one of which is a bestseller worldwide, and, and sold in worldwide, and it's in four languages. But he's an associate doesn't he have to be a pastor to have all that? No, he has to be where God called him to be. He has to be doing what God called him to do. He has to have integrity. He has to have loyalty. And it proves out God is honoring him. He's keeping his integrity. He's keeping his loyalty. And God is honoring him. You can grow into, lo you can grow into loyalty. As your honesty, honestly, innocence grows, your loyalty will grow. And, you know, when you're in fellowship with God, it's right, and, you know, on the, on, and your loyalty will increase, then your loyalty will increase. But you've got to keep your fellowship with the Lord first and foremost. Integrity is between you and God, and I, and I don't get that right. I'll never be loyal to anyone else, okay? So our fellowship with the Lord, uh, uh, you know, and our loyalty to God, I will say that, our loyalty, you know, uh, uh, Job had integrity towards God, and he wasn't going to, you know, I mean, I said this once, but think about it. He thought God was doing that all, and yet he would not turn on him. He would not turn on his integrity. You know, I wonder how, how we are. <laughs> but let me say this. Loyalty 
Integrity is what, you know, what keeps us together. Loyalty cuts the bomb that binds you together. Disloyalty cuts it. You know, a man and wife, if there's disloyalty, there's distrust comes in, they breaks the bond. But at the same time, you keep that integrity, you keep your heart right before God, and, and uh, you let Him direct your path. Your loyalty in your household, your family, uh, onto your church, it will grow. So we need to keep our, our loyalty and our integrity intact. And there is always reward in that.